Hello and welcome to Knights of the Hobby Table. I'm your host, Blake, here with good old octopus hair, Obi. <laughs> it's a spider, thank you very much. No, no, it's an octopus, okay. Uh, and Bodacious Bowen, what up, dude? That's me. Always bodacious, not always bald. <laughs> ah, how are we, guys? Are you well? Doing great, my man. What about you, Bowen? Mmm, living the corporate chill life, it's awesome. <laughs> I, can, I can hear the life draining from you with each passing week. I don't have a life energy anymore. Did the water cooler steal it? Is that what happened? You went yeah. there, you got a cup of water, it just filled with black. Yeah, that's that's right. God damn it, the bastards got him. They killed my boy. Anyway, so... Welcome to the show, guys. We're doing another bonus episode today. Obi, would you like to tell everyone what the fuck we're talking about today? Uh, I would actually like to start off with a really awesome quote I found for this to kick us off. Oh. Yeah, ready? We are vigilance unending. We are duty unstinting. We are punishment inescapable. We are the Adeptus Custodes. And all must fear our wrath. By Shield Captain Rothrorian Ganon. How many how many times did you have to rehearse that to do that? Ha! Uh, actually, my reading skills are kind of okay. So uh, I guess mm, he, he's been on this lore a bunch of times. He's been practicing. Exactly. I've, I've been practicing. <laughs> been getting better. He's a big boy now. Uh, I can. So yeah. Talking about the big bananas of the Imperium today, hey? The, uh, the custards. Or custards. Alright. The who? Boys. The, the who? custards. <laughs> the bananas. The yellow bends, as the Norwegians would call them. Yeah, sick. Alright, so um, before we get into that, though, what have you boys been up to, hobby-wise? What's been going on? Obi? Ooh. do yeah, uh, in uh, line with this episode, I finished up a Custodes Vexilla and a Blade Champion. And I did something really cool for the Blade Champion. I uh, painted up his face to look like, uh, you know, the Witcher when he's going into his overdrive mode with the black eyes and like the purple around the eyes and little streaks oh, and everything. Oh, sick! Yeah, I'm really, I like that. really, really enjoy doing that. And uh, I'll start in with my knights again now, so. Fuck yeah, dude. That's awesome. What about you, bro? What's been going on? I have not hobbied in over two months. Oh, no. Are you, are you okay? <laughs> no. Did you say you're in a hobby rut? Um, hobby rut? No. Um, just haven't had the time for it, to be completely honest. Uh, see, this is what you gotta do. You gotta take your girlfriend and get her into Warhammer. So then part of the time you spend together can be used doing war. Yeah, least, that's, I know that's... you're probably going to listen to this. Paint some Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> also, a... thank you for the advice on the Game Boy Color stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I said to her, I'm like, Elise, you, you, you've wounded Obi. You didn't reply to it. But she's <laughs> like, well, I didn't see that. And she went back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right, woman. You just got called out. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. No. You're gonna pay for that one, bro. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, 
it's it's funny actually, man. Like we did one episode of retro gaming, and Obi had to go out and buy it. It's just got him. I was literally browsing while we were recording. <laughs> 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 ended up buying it 20 minutes after we stopped recording <laughs> yeah the moment we're off air he's like oi so is this real I'm like yeah bro he's like that's it <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times God. good times uh, and me man uh, quick update on the Game Boy collection I now have 7 Game Boys 7 I only need one more to finish my base set which is the Kiwi Green you know, some would say so, that's six too many, but good And on they would be wrong. They would be <laughs> wrong, and they would be fools. Hold on. Does that mean that you could technically put a Pokemon game in each and every one of them to match the colors of... Oh, yeah. Easy. So you have a yellow one, you can put Pokemon yellow in it. Do you have a yeah. red one? Yeah, yeah, got a red one. All right, so Pokemon red, do you have a blue one? Pokemon Blue. Yeah, yeah, I have the teal one. Yeah. You need the Pokemon. Kiwi Green for Leaf Green, or uh, yeah, oh, the Japanese for the green Japanese one. Yeah, yeah, fast. But yeah, so that's the thing. Um, I also just bought a knight. Knight, knight, knight. Yeah, I bought an Imperial Knight. I had to. So um, I, I'm on the fence about whether I want to do it with my Jurassic Park colors and fill it with my Marines, or do like a Galaxy paint job and start my own knight house. So, guys, let me know what you think I should do. Mm. Um, yeah, other than that, I've been cycling a shrimp tank. Like, it's filled up, it's ready to go. I just got to get the plants and put them in, and then, yeah, off to the races. So, yeah. Do you, need, do you have the shrimp? No, no, no. Shrimp are still needed. Then um, you need the shrimps too, you <laughs> idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, mate. Um, no, the thing is, you've got to cycle a tank first. Otherwise, you know, the bacteria and everything just dies, so. You yeah, but you said you just needed plants and then you're off to the race. Oh, no, no, but no, how so can you put... race if you don't have shrimps? Look. My money is on right. shrimp number three. Shrimp three, okay. Formally noted. Good. Well, in fact, when I go get my shrimp, you can pick shrimp number three, okay? Can I can, pay by can, PayPal? Can, yes. Can, <laughs> are we going to put up like votes for names for them? We can do that, actually, yes. When I eventually get them, we can do that. Alright. Love it. If people would like to do that, I'm down. <laughs> so, Alrighty. So, Segway yeah. to the next topic. <laughs> enter Segway here. <laughs> Is that like Enter Sandman? <laughs> On to the next topic now. <laughs> What are you saying? That we're we're selling out old segways? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Why not sell out everything? Give us the money. Fuck it. Doesn't it fuck you up that the dude who invented segways in a demonstration to show how good the brakes on his segway are fell off a cliff and died on a segway? What? <laughs> Did that actually happen? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh no. Yeah, he wanted to show the braking power of his segway, so he went to go do it on a cliff, and he uh, obviously. Fucked up and died. <laughs> you know what's super dumb? I never... I knew what a Segway, like the vehicle was, before hmm. I knew what a Segway was in terms of changing subjects. Uh, yeah. So I was like, why did they name it that way? And I'm like, oh, I'm an idiot. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing it's funny because this entire thing right now could be misconstrued as a Segway. <laughs> it could, so it could custodies, be. <laughs> uh, what are they about? I have no idea. Um, why don't you boys tell me? 
Alright, so the Custodies are the loyal bodyguards of the Emperor, basically, um, and realistically the most elite troops within the Imperium. Um, like, these guys, they're not men, and you would quickly regret confusing them for it. They're more like an elite version of a space marine. Like, yeah. in, in a way that a guardsman is very elite for a human, but they still don't compare to a, to a marine. Uh, a marine does not compare to an, to a custodies, like in the law. Like, yeah. they're just beyond reproach. So, yeah. Um, yeah, what, what style of army are the custodies on the tabletop, Obi? Like, do they attack in numbers or from afar? Like, how do they play? Um, they're quite an elite, uh, elite army, like you mentioned before. Uh, and that kind of represents in the tabletop as well, which means that there are very few models and each individual model is basically an army in its own, I would say. But they are also costed that way, so you will be playing with... I think my collection is so far about 27 models. So, and that's 2,000 points. Um, 27 models of 2,000 points, that's insane. Yeah, man. Um, uh, and for example, uh, the Captain General Trajan Valoris, he... Uh, he is probably the best commander which is in the whole game at the moment. Um, right. sad, sadly, though, he does have the most boring pose ever. So, you gotta have to paint him up to look real good. Um, in times of the way they play is they like to get up close and personal. So, you're gonna have to foot slog them across the board and... Uh, they will chop up everything in melee. Their shooting is not as good, but it it works out. They can do some some hurt. So against somebody like say the Tau, they may struggle if they can't break through the fire. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. They may. Yeah, you'll you'll have to rely on cover, uh, going through the buildings, closing in. Yeah, because if you're out in the open, the Tau will blow you off the table, basically. Yeah. Uh, Bo, do you want to get the next one? How many dudes do you start with? Um, the cool thing is, if you're going to start with Kill Team, for example, you just need mm. one box, and you'll have a spare model to start with already. So you can make... Because the Kill Team is made of uh, two fire teams, and there's two custodies in every fire team. So you need four models to make a Kill Team. That's... Uh, that's, That's a real cost effect. dude. Yeah. No, I want custodies. They're beefy <laughs> as fuck, brother. They're so like... chunk. Um, <laughs> they're I the think... big chunkuses of Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're the drunken of Warhammer. The biggest boys. <laughs> <laughs> they are actually like the same size as the Terminator. Like a little bit taller as well. So they're... What? There, there's a lot of detail on them, so it's real cool. Wait, which which Terminator are we talking about here? Are we talking like Warhammer Terminator? Or are we talking like LOL Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, the Warhammer Terminators. Yeah, because uh, no one's bigger than the Austrian Death Machine, don't you forget. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So now, however, if you want to get... Uh, 
500 point army digger i think you can get around with two boxes of the same models basically because you can make a shield captain of it and you can make a vexilla uh, and then just fill up with some troop uh, this new the they're actually on date of recording they are releasing the new combat patrol box for custodies and that one will Ooh. push you to a thousand points uh, on its own on its own it's yeah it's clo- it's Close to a thousand points, at least. Yikes. Uh, yeah. As a popular Nintendo mascot would say, let's go! Right. So, like I mentioned before, for a full army, you could probably get around with just 20 to 30 models. Um, so, uh, they are very, very s- small amount of models you need to get yes. this army going. Which is why I picked them up as well. So they're the polar opposite of something like, say, Tyranids or Orcs, right? Correct. So, like, they're very expensive in points, which means you have less painting to do. So it's kind of good. Yeah, less models to buy. Yeah. Awesome. Besides that, why why should people pick up Custodes, though? Besides less painting. (laughs) Yeah, less painting. That's, that's, uh, like, one of the biggest things about them at least is is you don't need as much models less painting less time spending painting more time being able to play so yeah uh, i mean that and the fact they have all the best parts of being a space marine but more badass and less cliche <laughs> you know like i know i i like the concept of a space marine being like a super soldier and that sort of stuff but like you do get a bit over it even as like i have a space marine army but you're like okay mm. come on everything's space marines these are like the Space Marine Space Marines, dude, and I think that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, but you're talking about Primaris right now. These guys are a step above. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, they're, <laughs> they're just badass, man. They're exactly. just badass. Right. That being said, we fully embrace Primaris here. That's true. I yeah. I solely have Primaris models for my Space Marine army. <laughs> Imagine having Space Marines. Yeah, just... <laughs> oh my god, I just came up with a great idea. What if, what if someone kit bashes a space marine to look like the Loma meme? Where he's like really small with the microphone in his hand, like the old school squat marine? Hey, 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 hey. I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think another really good. Another funny thing is they have um, these totally badass, like, nonsensical gun spears. And, like, yeah, they explain it in the lore, but, like, it's a spear, but it's also a gun. And I think that's both cool and fucking lame at the same time, so. It's what, very it, 40k, though. Yeah. Is it, like, the fucking uh, revolver sword thing from Final Fantasy, but a spear? Is that what you're trying <laughs> to say? Actually, okay. yes. So think of yeah. that, except the blade runs, like, the barrel of the gun runs parallel to the back of the blade yeah and it's on a long stick <laughs> like i'm not joking dude it's it's a real thing that yeah. seems like it would have a very long tedious trigger mechanism but fair enough nah, yeah. i mean the trigger is whatever. like here on the hand here and then you have the shooting head like on the, the top. <laughs> it's it's it, really silly it's ridiculous but it's like 40k ridiculous, so it's fun, if that <laughs> <Yeah>. makes sense. <laughs> like, it's just the sort of shit you'd expect yeah. in 40k, to be honest. Oh, hold on. Quickly talking about Final Fantasy. Did you know that if you press the right trigger, you actually shot 
with the gun while you were like doing an attack. I didn't know oh, that really? while playing the game. I've never played Final Fantasy. <laughs> oh, you heretic! Do it. Yeah, it's such a good game. I'm not. Wait, I'm not a JRPG uh, guy, to be honest. Like, look, let's let's also just you know address the elephant in the room, right? If I'm already a heretic because I'm I haven't hobbied in like two months, right? <laughs> and you're calling me a heretic now because I haven't played Final Fantasy. Doesn't two negatives make a positive? So doesn't that's that mean true. I'm now like neutral? That's oh. true. So if anything, thank you. Yeah, so, <laughs> you're welcome. Let's find another heresy about Bowen later. <laughs> Bowen's just turned that bullshit sandwich into an uh, like into an advantage. Uh-huh. He's got he's got the high ground. You can't yeah. win. <laughs> Jokes on you, Obi. Final Fantasy is kind of mid. Boom. There's nice. the heresy. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I can say Bowen might not have played Final Fantasy, but he has put hundreds of hours into Persona. Shut up. So, Shut up. Hundreds. <laughs> Shut I don't up. even know what that game is. So I don't... Oh, uh, Persona's pretty sick. Persona yeah. is kind of like Pokemon. In a way. So it's like, it's a, it's a JRPG. Like a persona? I mean, if you want. <laughs> oh no, don't, don't say that. <laughs> No. He is where cat is no. as we record, guys. Just, just let that be known. Alright, honestly, best way I can describe Persona... Have you seen any of the stands from JoJo's? It's, or, like, what JoJo's is, maybe? Oh, okay. Well, that's probably the easiest way to explain it, but... They're just, like, these projection things that you use to fight shit. And it's got, like, the Pokemon thing where it's, like, different types of them and they have, like, you know, weaknesses oh, okay. and resistances right. and sort of thing. It's fun. Alright. Anyway, what other cool things are there about the custard? Honestly, when I'm painting these, the coolest thing about them is how how detailed their armor is and how many ornate little things they have. Like, they have a lot of gems on them, uh, which kind of lends them to being very easy to, to paint as well. Like we said, if I'm pretty sure that if you could push yourself to do a, a painting weekend, you could probably push out a Custodes army in a weekend using an airbrush and dry brushing. So and then just paint yeah. in the little gems here and there and paint up the blades some fancy color. So Yeah, like if you if you were to batch paint them, like yeah. especially if say you were doing gold, like if you just went through that and you you got your technique nailed and then you just dry brush all your highlights and then went through and did the details on each one, one after another, I think you mm. could easily knock out that in a weekend. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, sick. Um, um, yeah, Obi, you better get the last one too, brother, because this is your thing. Yeah, okay. So there are different kind of shield holds uh, spread across the... Uh, differentiated under the custodies, basically. Uh, so, for example, you have the Shadow Keepers, which are basically guardians of the Sacred Vault. Shadow Realm. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Only they they have, like... Uh, I don't know, there's quite a lot of rumors about what they got s- stored up in there. So, uh, maybe even Google that and find some really cool tidbits. So, just for reference, are they almost, like, different uh, chapters of the Space Marines? Sort of like that? Sort of, yeah. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I've seen your custodies. They have black armor with silver highlights, right? Mm, Gold highlights, yeah. 
Well, gold highlights, there you go. But, yeah. like, that's different to the box art where it's normally gold art. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, yeah. So are they just a different, um, a different shield host? Yeah, different shield hosts do different things. Mm. Uh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, the Solar Watch, for example, are very into getting quick movement. They're, that's their big shtick, so... Uh, and their okay. color scheme is like with whites, uh, white armor, and I don't remember the silver details or something. Yeah. Sick. Imagine if you did gold, that end up looking like the White Ranger from Power Rangers. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Is there any cons to doing the uh, custodies? What? No, that is not. No. <laughs> no, the answer is no. The emperor uh, says no. <laughs> Only positives here. No, but if you're not if you're not gonna be dry brushing, um, and you're hand painting the details in, like, uh, my armor is basically black, but I'm doing all the details in gold. You're gonna have a little bit of a tough time painting in all the details. But if you're dry brushing it all the way, it's fast as fuck. Yeah, so if you really want that color separation, you're going to be doing mm. a lot of 45-degree edge highlights with the edgy brush and all that sort of stuff right over here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the other one is, too, is that there's a limited model range. Like, um, you know, other armies, they've been out for 20, 30, and the Custodians have been in law for a very long time, mm. but their model range is sort of like, they are a newer fashion to the tabletop. And yeah. because they are so elite, they don't need more and more and more guys. So they don't really get touched too much in terms of new model releases and things like that. Um, so yeah, just something to keep in mind that, you know, you're not going to have like, you know, a bajillion different types of combinations to use. But that doesn't mean you can't be creative. Yeah, I think they have like five different boxes from GW, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Okay, so. and some are from Forge World too, right? Like they have actually two models or something. Yeah, you have quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of Forgeworld models, but the new codex is written that you don't really need Forgeworld models anymore, so... Woo! Schnibble! shitty resin! Very nice. But they're cool um, models, though. I picked up a Telemon, and I'm so eager to paint it. <laughs> I, I just fucking have an undying hate for resin. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's terrible to work with, but um, like I said, you don't really need to work with the resin. You can, you can just as well do do a full army in a plastic kit. So that's that's a good part. Yeah, yeah, and I think the last one, this one, will particularly ruin your day, Bowen. Yes. To, yeah. So, basically, it's there's no chaos equivalent. What? Um, because they are the emperor's bodyguards. There's no chaos equivalent. They, they, it's just not a thing. So, like, you know. A lot of people go, oh, I don't, I don't mind Space Marines, but I want something a bit more edgy. They go to Chaos. Not an option with these guys. I mean, I guess she could do, like, a, a homebrew thing, but it just wouldn't sit well with the law. I don't... Um, okay. My reaction is Tim Allen noise. What? <laughs> <laughs> you did that so well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that just killed me. <laughs> oh. I mean, no, it makes sense though. Like, 
if they're the closest thing to the Emperor, well, yeah, they're gonna be not corruptible. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's yeah. like like the sisters of battle. There's like one sister that's ever fallen or whatever. Theoretically, let's not get into that. Theoretically, Theoretically. Jeez, I'm just saying. Jeez. But like, but okay, I can understand the sister of battle falling, but mm. a, a custody is much less likely, in my opinion. Yeah, due to their role, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Like the emperor has a custody's name on his like names on his fucking armor. Yeah, even the primars didn't get that, you know. <laughs> Fuck exactly. you, my sons. These guys are cooler. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are my favorites. The emperor's a bad dad. Can we just can we just say that? <laughs> Don't talk about that, e like that. Not nice. <laughs> well, uh, hey, look, I mean, I'm a loyalist. We'll just say he's a great dad. <laughs> Maybe that's why I resonate with him. <laughs> <laughs> There's one Ooh. more con about them, though, and that's the uh, Sisters of Silence. Uh, if you what want the they? different Sorry. models... Oh, they're basically uh, like an auxiliary detachment sort of thing, but now they're baked in the Custodes uh, Codex, so you, you can run them alongside them. But okay. they have one box set, and with that box set, you make all the models. You can technically make a Sister of Silence uh, army, but you'll be using the same models for all of them, and it's just bland as fuck. <laughs> yeah, so I would really like them to expand a little bit more on it, but um, you can go to Forge like it. <laughs> Even if they just did like an upgrade sprue box, right? With like some extra shit? Yeah, yeah, like keep the face of the model and have like different heads and poses and like yeah, yeah. they could do that quite easily. We have the technology, James Workshop, sorted out. <laughs> Dude, I completely forgot a fucking about James Workshop. <laughs> I, I never forget the James Workshop, Bowen. <laughs> oh, um, all right. Well, what I mean, I'm gonna go first, but what? Hobbying advice, modeling tips, would you guys give for getting into the storm? Ah, uh, not storm, custodies. Um, wow. And for me, wow, I would, I would advise if you're doing the gold armor. I have a super sick little recipe that I use on my stormcast eternals. Um, and you know, gold is gold, man. And if you're looking for that really nice blingy thing, what I do, I um, rattle can with Retributor Gold, and then to bring it up to a bit more luster, I do actually do a hand coat of Retributor Gold. I then wash it with Riken Flesh Shade, and on sort of like the flatter but more raised to the top bits where your light source are, I'll then do a coat of Auric Gold, like Auric Armor Gold for sort of like the top 75% away from the recess. And then from there... All the edges that are pointing up towards where the light source is, I will use rune frame steel. Um, and, like, do edge highlights. Not heaps, but, like, just enough that it looks like that gold is in that pinnacle of, like, reflectiveness and where it looks silver and not gold. Mm. And, yeah, it turns out pretty well. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I haven't also painted any custodies but i mean i assume i could just treat it like any other model with like you know making sure you know using dry brushing stuff yeah. like that just because i 
Especially considering I'm very new to the whole dry brushing thing. It really makes a difference. Mm. Like, yes. It so doesn't... Like, if you're not super tight at edge highlights, like Bowen, like, Bo's still learning edge highlights so they getting clean. Yeah. So, is that how you tackle those models, Bo? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so sort of like, put your base coat colour down, maybe do a wash, and then you just dry brush on top of that, right? I would base coat do a wash and then if I really wanted to make the armor pop then yeah do a bit of edge highlighting and then like a dry brush as well to really get the raised like areas yeah so the cool thing about dry brushing too is you can bring out texture so Mm. like a flat panel you can make it look like it has scratches and things of that nature Mm. which is really cool obviously so yeah good one Oh, thanks, guy. No worries, bro. I'm fucking carrying right now. Oh, carrying. So much carrying. <laughs> can you feel the weight on your shoulders, Bowen? No. Jason, you have no weight. That's my balls. I don't feel anything anymore. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Someone get this kid a shot of Prozac. He needs some it's, milk. Stop. Stop. He's already dead. <laughs> Oh, he needs a happy meal and a hug. He's <laughs> falling to pieces. Dark Angels pops Bolter. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> All right, but uh, for my tips, if you don't want to do gold as your color scheme and you want to paint them uh, Shadow Keepers, for example, um, blacks are. I would dry brush from black to gray. Uh, the way I did it, I used three different grays of gray to go up, and each time just dry brush a little bit lighter and lighter and lighter. So you get like a nice gradient going on. Of course, this will make your model super light, and that's not what we want. So I uh, use a set of washes over it. Uh, Dragon Half Nightshade is one to g- bring in some blues into the armor. Uh, after that, I wash it with null oil. What I then do is pick out all the other details, the gold, for example, uh, red details, and maybe even purple, depends on how I want to paint the gems, I guess. Um, And then wash everything again with null oil, even the gold. And this brings like a really old rustic kind of gold, a little bit more dirty, worn. I kind of like that. And then after that, you do all your highlights, everything, purple highlights, the red highlights, and the gold highlights. Uh, hmm. what I'll do to finish them all off later on when I finished all the army is going to be doing streaking grime and remove the streaking grime again after and having them even more dirty than they are already so yeah That's... sick I can't, I can't wait to see you play around that streaking grime yeah, yeah it's going to be cool um, really looking forward to it it's just a few models left to go until I can start going into oils and everything i could do it already just to try it out but i i'm i'm more of a batch painter kind of guy so i'll round them all up and do it all at the same time you have the work ethic with models of a factory machine (laughs) you just fucking line them up and knock them out i'm like look at my one commander that took me six months to lovingly paint you like i did 58 units 
<laughs> five days. That's you know, terrifying. if if there ever was like a fucking James Workshop like sweat factory, like sweatshop thing, <laughs> like you'd walk in and it's literally just one desk, <laughs> one <laughs> lamp, and it's just Oblor and he's like, hey guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, in, in his shorts with ravioli cans next yeah. to him. Yeah, no, there's just like a pile of them like on the floor because <laughs> yeah. he's been there. Because like since he's getting paid for it and he's having a gay old time, he's been there for days. <laughs> exactly. Just fucking smashing kilograms of ravioli. Don't and then tell like there's another, there's like. <laughs> 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 there's just a table to his right with like a hundred of these things just fucking beautifully done. <laughs> That's Doesn't your work ethic. Yeah, I've heard that That's before it. to be honest, so I'm not surprised. And then you got me, who takes two months to paint a single fucking model. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Let's, let's just... go. We're different people, Australia's a lot more relaxed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're a bit different, that's it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> me and Bowen are fucking stacked. Um... No, we're just fucking lazy, bro. I mean, maybe it's that too. <laughs> um, yeah, so my other piece of advice, and this goes for pretty much any model, what I try and do with your bases is try and do the opposite of what you did with the model. So, if I've done a model with really rich colours, like golds and reds and that sort of stuff, very warm and rich, I'll usually offset that with a cooler less vibrant base so like if i did gold models in 40k i'd probably have gray or white bases just mm. to knock that down a bit and balance it out um with my space marines who did a gray and red they're very muted so i do really bright colorful plants on my mm. jungle bases like neon colors because it makes everything look complete so just a tip whatever you're doing don't try and make the bases look samey-samey to the guys, otherwise they sort of just blend and look amalgamated. You know? And yeah. you can tell narratives with your bases too, so keep that. Yeah. And that'll yeah. really put that on your models. Because do your fucking bases, alright, guys? Hmm. Fuck. I don't know Jeez. if you've seen the bases I've done, but I've done marble bases for my custodies. So I did see that. I did see that. But they're not overly extravagant, and they look good. They're exactly. simple. Yeah, you know, like it's white marble basically with black yeah. streaks on it. So I, I mean, if it were me doing your guys, because they are quite muted with their colors, I probably would have done something a bit more bright, mm. you know. But that's just me, you yeah. know. Yeah. I probably would have done like a lava base or something like that. So it was like black with yeah. like the bright orange coming out. And shit yeah. Like well, I'm, I'm but, going know, to paint these in a grim dark kind of style, so it. I kind of wanted it dark, muted, and and pulled back yeah. a little. So it's different strokes for different folks, but I'm definitely, I'm very cartoony in my visual style with the way I paint and stuff like that. Like, you've mm. even noticed over my Warhammer, mm. it always looks very cel-shaded and comic yeah. booky, yeah. and that's my style. Um, so not everyone has to do it the way I've said, but it's just something to think about when you're doing your bases. Don't just think... Oh, slap it together. Uh, do a little bit of thought and see what you can come up with, because yeah. you will have a better product. Exactly. Uh, we're talking about different styles here. Uh, fun little thingy here. Hobby Happy Hour just released a video about uh, uh, a podcast episode about different painting styles. Do give that a listen, because that, that might help you define your kind of style. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Bob and John are great, great mates of ours, good friends of the show. 
Um, and they have a killer podcast, which, you know, is similar to ours, but very different in its own way. So go check them out, because they know their shit, and they're very good paint. Hmm, exactly. Especially Jono. Jono fucking kills it. Bob does great conversions with green stuff, hmm. and Jono's a very good painter. So yeah. They know their shit. They've been in it for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. But we're better. Oh, no, we're just cooler. It's different. No, we're better. We're oh, straight okay. better. We're straight up better. You heard, you heard it here from the board, we're, man. We're, we're better. And if they <laughs> yes. got a problem, we'll have a paint off. Oh, no. We already <laughs> oh, no. did. And I got my ass whooped. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, we're going to have an 80s montage of all of us getting better at painting. Oh, With yeah, like, exactly. I have the well, tiger playing in the background as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> and then, like, That's line cool. up each, like, blam with, like, a paint stroke. So it's like, bam! Bam, I, I, bam, bam! <laughs> there, will be, there will be a collaboration with those boys one day. One mm, day. Exactly. One day. But, yeah, anyway, now, guys, it's time for a new segment called Fun Facts with Obi. What do you have for us today, you motherfucker? Tell us. Oh, yeah. The... Tell us! <laughs> The man of spider hair. These guys, they have something really fun called the Blood Games. Have you heard of it? What are the Blood Games, Oblerone? Oh, the Blood Games. It's basically a military exercise where the the custodies will... uh, They'll try to infiltrate the Imperial Palaces, uh, the defense system on Terra. So they get sent out into the galaxy. No gear, no weapon. I think um and they have to make their way from whichever planet they're put on all the way back to terra without being noticed by their other guys and they have to get as close to the emperor as possible <laughs> i think it's so cool <laughs> and that's just so, a training exercise that's a training exercise yeah that's a fun training exercise that sounds harder than like the actual like fight itself <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you know that uh, they also have, like, really long vigils? So they'll be standing there for, like, hundreds of years, standing guard, not moving a, a muscle, being what? ready to tackle on so, whatever comes by. So oh, their oh. armor must be recycling their poo, their, you know, their waist, their poo to peace. I would that. Either that or they're standing next to a big pile of shit. <laughs> next thing you're going to say is, like, the whole thing with, like, the Master Chief suit or something. It's like their their suits are made to jack them off as well. Oh no! Flash oh. the approach flashlight. I, I'm not sure oh. if it's a Ken doll down there. You know, baby smooth. Ah, that makes <laughs> sense. Okay, now here's my question though: with the Blood Games, is the objective to actually try to kill the Emperor, or is it just to get as close to him as possible? It's trying to kill. Like you have to get the knife to his throat or something, but. Oh, okay, because I was like, I was just picturing, you know, one custodian being the biggest badass. He gets in there with his sharpened stick and sticks it straight, straight through the emperor's eyes. It's like, oh well, there goes the imperium. Sorry, I'll see you in the game, guys. You know, <laughs> I win. But what did I win? At what cost? collapse of our civilization? <laughs> Accidentally stabs the emperor. It's just a prank, bro. Stand up, bro. Oh, uh-oh. Wouldn't it be funny, right, if a Blood Games was the result of the Emperor being killed, which caused his uh, soul 
to re-enter the warp and make its way back into a living body because he's one of those, uh, what are they called? Perpetuals? Oh, yeah. Right? And, and then that's what made him come back, and then he, like, got back to full power, and even though Terra gets swarmed by demons, it just went, eh, all good, we'll start a new planet, and then the Emperor's back. Wouldn't that be insane? <laughs> if it was the fucking... <laughs> the oh, custodies that this did sounds it, like the fucking. Stick. This sounds like the sequel to Warhammer. Warhammer. Warhammer 2.0. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Warhammer man. 2. Electric Boogaloo. We don't have chaos. We have double chaos. That's bad. <laughs> uh, there's quite a oh, lot of cool shit. theories going around, and honestly, I would like one where the Emperor would. If we're actually gonna have him come back, I would like to see him go mad with power, basically, and because he's been on that throne for ten thousand years already, just being a corpse, going mad. So he just destroys think... the Imperium for what it is and restarts it all again. <laughs> see, I I think a crucial thing that people don't understand about forty k, like a lot of the older school people do. But there's a lot of people getting into it just for the lore, and that's fine. But a lot of them don't understand that the idea of 40k is to create a stalemate, not a resolution. Yeah. So with most narratives, like Lord of the Rings, you read it from start to finish because you know there will be either you know, good will win or bad will win, but there will be a winner and the narrative will have a head. The problem is with 40k, because it's a tabletop setting, they don't want that narrative to have a head and an ending hmm. because that means that then like the idea of it is that everything's just in an eternal stalemate like yeah the Imperium they, they make these advances they do well and then they get pushed back because there's another hive fleet or hmm. chaos you know takes a planet or it's like it's an that push and pull yeah. it, it's, it's a setting rather than a story there are stories within there hmm. but you find that the whole universe tends to stay at a stalemate a lot more and if they don't do that, the alternative is it goes like Warhammer Fantasy where it comes to the end times and people don't like that when that ended and got re- Yeah. And they risked it with Fantasy. And I, I, some people hate it, some people love it. I don't think it was a complete success, but I think if they risked that with their darling 40k, hmm. they just wouldn't do it. They just would not. It would be an uprising. I think it would be the ballsiest move. Of, like, any company ever, yeah. if they did that. It, it would probably bite them in the ass. Yeah. I mean, you have Unless... the Horus Heresy, so you're all, you already have another setting, because they're so different to, to 40k. And yeah, exactly. You could all, instead of progressing after a story, you could just go 10,000 years ahead and start Warhammer 50k, for example, and change the setting completely again. Use somewhat similar models, or... Yeah, I don't know. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Didn't they have that for a little while? No idea. No? I, I feel like I heard Mark and Eric talk about it on an episode of Lawhammer once, that they had done it, or they thought they were going to or something. No, I think I that was more wrong. of a hypothetical, though. So. What, what I would like to see... Obviously, in the Horus Heresy, right? Like, it's a... Uh, how do you put... Like... It's, it's just Space Marines versus Space Marines. Mm. I would love to see... Maybe we get stuff a bit before the Heresy. Where mm. you can play other factions against the Imperial Legions. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be cool. So, like, say... You know, Eldar. When they were not nearly as depleted as they are. 
yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but or the like, Tau, for example, they were they weren't even there. They weren't even discovered. But the Tau don't need to be. Yeah. The Tau don't need to be. Necrons no, but like just have, have like Elder. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like I think that'd be cool. And maybe there's other races that have gone extinct now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like because we know that during the Great Crusade, many Xenos races were contacted and wiped out as mm. a result. Red so angry. maybe to. <laughs> so maybe instead of pushing the story forward and like that's fine they're gonna do that slowly but yeah. maybe for a bit of variety instead of shoehorning everything into 40k maybe they do a, okay this is pretty horror heresy these are these are alien factions that we you haven't read about yeah. these are their their tabletop ready that would be cool I would dig that I'm sure we're gonna get burned by the fires of our listeners for it but that's okay <laughs> oh Honestly, let's but, uh, yeah. let's wrap up Custodes a little bit, and uh, I I could talk a little bit about them on the tabletop as well. If if that's oh yeah, yeah. Well, well I don't I don't play them on the tabletop. So Obi, what are they like on the tabletop? Do you enjoy them? Um, I do, but I have this huge problem when playing things that you know when you're rolling dice, um, they hit on twos. They sometimes wound on twos or trees, and they will save on twos. And my biggest issue is when you know something is going to have a eighty percent success rate. I'm always in that twenty percent failure rate for some reason, so I lose custodies so fast. They don't do anything. Uh, I don't know what's going on. It must be my way of playing them. I guess um, I'm just not protecting them well enough. So. Yeah. So, so just to explain, say if you hit on a on a two up, that means that you roll a six sided dice. If you hit two, three, four, five, or six, you make a hit, right? Correct. But if you roll a one, you get nothing. Nothing. And Obi pretty much only rolls under what he needs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. So and especially uh, this especially happens when I'm I'm rolling for saves as well. Like even if I get like an AP minus one, so that means that you have a two up save, and AP minus one means you'll need a three and more to make the save successful and not take a wound. I'll roll one and twos every goddamn time, and my guys are just melting away. <laughs> which is insane because like a two up save. Should be nearly fucking unkilled. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. don't you take advantage of your one rolling skill that you seem to have? Why don't you <laughs> go like, <laughs> yeah? Why don't Why don't you go see if there's some like, <laughs> some, some like Swedish back alley dice game? <laughs> Roll snake eyes, you get a grand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You'd be a champ, but it's player. only when I'm playing Custodes. I don't get it when I'm playing any other army. It's so well, weird. Just take your Custodes to the back alley dice game. <laughs> here's here's what you do: go find a Swedish back alley dice game that doesn't involve you sucking dick if you lose. Or win lots of money off with your, your fingers. Sna- yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, that might make him a equal level painter as us, Bowen, if they remove some fingers. Um. Anyway. <laughs> Go there, battle it out, win yourself both money, and then buy armies that don't fuck you over with dice. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or alternatively, before you play a game, sacrifice a goat each time to the dice gods. <laughs> that's a that's a great way to do it, dude. Yeah. It's Sweden. No one will bat an island at it. 
Looking like, oh, black metal kid's at it again. <laughs> no, there's a, a few different things that I'd like to talk about, and it's it's the way that they've been hit so hard with the nerf bat. They, they came out with the Codex. The Codex was a tad little bit overpowered. Two days later, they released a new data slate to update all the points costs uh, in their favor, which they didn't need at all. They could have stayed exactly at that level. Um, and now they've taken away uh, one of the things that they were really good with, and that's taking objectives and shooting them off. Now you don't have the objective secured anymore with the bikes and with the Terminators, which is weird because Death Guard Terminators... They get the objective secured. So what objective oh. secured does is if you come on a point and you have more, if you have objective secured keyword, that means that you will own the point. If your opponent comes on with models that has objective secured as well, then you just count how many models you have on the point in range of it. And then you duke it out that way. So, right. But they took away the objective secured for pretty much all of the models besides the troops, which troops already had objective secured. So they've just been hit with so many nerf bats recently that it's just so so typical of GW to like release a really, really strong codex and just bring it right down two months later and, and make room for the new best codex to come out. And Thanks, James. Yeah, it's it's kind of sad because instead you could just make a balanced codex straight away and make the game to play fun to play for everybody at the same time. Mm. Um, instead of having to release an overpowered codex and rain it back down two months later just to just so you will buy new models again. So that's yeah, a little bit my it's my rant it's on the system of how they do things these days. Because like when I first got into Warhammer, it was like. You you buy the rule book and mm. you buy your army's codex and that is it. Mm. Now it's like you buy a codex and it's like ah, oh, no, it's irrelevant in two months when they decide it was overpowered. Yeah, like that's very odd. Like if they're gonna do that, what they should be doing is like I know they do offer digital codexes, mm. but like you should get free updates and all that sort of shit on top of those. Right. Like, say, okay, so what should happen is when you buy a paper codex, you should also get a digital copy to go on your phone, mm. right? And then every time they release a new data slate, that updates a digital copy. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, people like me and you will still want the codex to look at because it's mm. pretty. Yeah. But, like, it's not okay to just release a product and then render it inert mm. a month later because you did it a bad job of balancing. Yeah. Basically, and and they come with a code already. They come with a code already in the back of the book. The new books do. Oh, they do. Yeah. So you you have the digital codex, which is terrible. The app that they have to read your codex in there is really bad. The they don't update it as often, and it's 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 kind of sad because this would exactly be like you said the perfect medium to update the codex with point costs or take away a keyword here and there. Just yeah. simple like that. Just look in your app and have it all there. But no, that's... it's Because how hard is it? You just go to your phone and you're like, oh, look, there's an update for the app. Update. Oh, okay, my points are changed. Yeah. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Or, you know, my value is on the dice roll change. 
Yeah. It's so easy to cater for when it's right there on your phone. Mm. But then going, oh, hold up, there's this update. How do I, with my book, and it doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah, you basically have, you have the book, you have an FAQ, and then you have the updated erratas, and it's, it's just too much to keep track of. See, and I find that with people getting into Warhammer, the thing they mainly get scared of is the numbers and things like that, like yeah. keeping track of all these different statistics, mm. and then you make it harder by changing them Officially outside of the book that people have bought, like yeah. it's okay to change them, but make it easy for people to understand yeah. that you have changed exactly. them and have easy access because that's yeah. you get more people in that way. Exactly. I mean, ease of access is is what people want, and for a game that's already expensive enough as it is, it's just another blowback to to get into the game, and it's it's just no, it's not good for the game in the long run. I think so. Please no. release release better codexes that are balanced and don't don't blast us with updates every now and then just to balance it out. Don't, Do a good job to release it at the first place. Don't be shit, James. <laughs> exactly. You have playtesters already, so make use exactly. of them. Just quickly, I I know this isn't a, a music review thing, but have you guys listened to the new Warner Shaw song? Uh, yeah, I think I have. Yeah, I, I I'll sent send it, it to you. Obi. Yeah, I, you, I, you sent it to me, Bowen. But how fucking hard does it slap? It's long and short. Yeah, right. no, I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. It's really on top of know, cool like... things to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. I listened to a podcast recently called Batman Unburied. I don't know if you've heard about it. Yes. It's yes. so freaking good. It's so fucking good, eh? I that love it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like telling a, an alternative story to Batman, basically. Uh, it's it's really good. Um, yeah, no, I was at work uh, listening to music, and then I went to go open my phone to change like to another song on my playlist, and I got a pop-up for it. And yeah. then I was like, cool, I'm going to listen to this while I work, because yeah. I can just listen to music while I and work, they don't care. The, the first episode was so graphic as well, like, mm. Jesus, it almost made me vomit with how good it was. Really, yeah, highly, cool. highly suggested. I've been suggesting it to other people, and uh, it's it's really good. So give and, it a and listen. The other, the other sick one too, right? If you're on Audible... They now have Andy Circus reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay, this is not a drill. It's amazing, and he does the Gollum voice every time Gollum's on, and it's so fucking immersive. <laughs> I, I listened to the Fellowship with another guy, and his voice is okay. I think it was Rob Inglis. He did a good job, but I thought it took me ages to get through it because it just felt like a, a bit of a drag. And then Andy Circus did. I've listened to like, I think it's like. 12 hours yeah. of that novel on Audible in like a couple of weeks, <laughs> which is huge. It's so good. Like, he even nearly nails Gimli's voice and a few others. Like, he's such a good voice actor. So, and if you, you have to- my sax. <laughs> no, but seriously, if you want to listen to Lord of the Rings because you have the attention span to read shit like me, then uh, I suggest the Andy Sackers version. Yeah, very nice. So, yeah, man. Cool. Um, besides that, guys. Um, our Discord is in the description. Come join us there, talk some shit, play some video games, get beaten by me and Space Marine, and hear me swear Obi a bunch. Um, <laughs> and have Bowen pop in once every couple of weeks when he decides to grace us with his presence. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have an Instagram, also on the link. There's not much on there, but it's there. And yeah, uh, we have an email address too, so mail us questions and anything like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if you have questions and you're in a Discord, you know, there is an episode discussion channel. Uh, There's even a questions for the podcast channel. So if you have any questions, go ahead there and uh, give us us some feedback as well on on the episodes we do. So it's always nice. 100% the easiest way to engage with us. And like, we are happy to hang out with people. Exactly. We really do. Like me, me and Obi on the Discord, pretty much every. Yeah, especially now since I changed jobs again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, until next time, guys, crank that amp. You slay that fucking gray. We are knights of the Obi table. Thanks for last night. See you guys. Bye.